Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 64, the super perfect episode. This week on the show is the acoustic duo Songs of the Folk. You may remember them from earlier episodes when they were called Swamp Rabbit Railroad. I don't know that they changed the name just because I had so much trouble saying Swamp Rabbit Railroad, but I'm pretty sure that was a factor. Anyway, they are now called Songs of the Folk, so make sure to look them up on social media and online at songsofthefolk.com. These guys are really good. They're very interesting. Um, They have really tight harmonies, which I love. And they are based out of the Hendersonville area. And they are both music instructors at the Music Academy of Western North Carolina. So if you want to learn music in Western North Carolina, that's your place to go. Songs of the Folk have a single coming out October 18th, so make sure to follow them on social media to keep an eye out for announcements about that, and we'll tell you about that here as well. And now here they are, live, Songs of the Folk. Oh, 
Mr. Commissioner is a real person. Yeah, he's sort of a real person. He's also sort of an idea. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a concept. <laughs> well, so... <laughs> there's this really cool guy that used to be the, the commissioner of the town of Tryon. He may still be. I don't know if he, he might still be. Um, Check the website. And we would run into him. We would play down there and stuff. And he would always say something and be very nice to us and compliment my unique hat or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he always wore like corduroy trousers and just like you know, he to me he looked like Dave Van Rock. So I was immediately like drawn to him. And um, I guess there's another phrase, Mister Commissioner, just. You know, it's kind of catchy or something, and it mm-hmm. just felt like it should be in six eight. So it sings well. <laughs> I didn't intend on that one to be really a serious song at first. You know, I was thinking like, so, you know, Mean Mister Mustard or you know something like that, <laughs> yeah. like Polythene Pan or something. But um, it rolled into this. You know, obviously like Mister Commissioner, like the song has to be in six eight. So then it sort of rolled into that feel, and. Um, that's all I had was that phrase, Mr. Commissioner, and I wrote the chord progression. And uh, that one, you know, some songs I work on, you know, it's like, here's here's the beginning of, you know, here's a couple, a few chords that, are, that I'm working on. And then, you know, maybe it takes several days, maybe it takes weeks. You know, I've had a song where it's, you know, a year later, mm-hmm. I, I finish it or whatever. This one, it just all sort of happened. Once I got the chord progression down, I just started singing, and these words just came about. And um, I'm a slightly cynical person, and so there's an element of that in there. I guess cynicism regarding uh, you know the the behaviors of society in such a technological age you know mm-hmm. where it's um i feel like a lot of things are look at me look at me look at me and um uh i don't know that bothers me personally mm-hmm. so um there's a little bit of that in there i suppose um but it's uh i think mr commissioner represents uh, some of those thoughts for me um, and, and then the idea of, um, you know, we're all just working people in a sense. You know, we're all just trying to do what we think we should be or, or we should be this, right? You know, and, um, you know, we're, we're all just hanging our hat on the maybe that, you know, that one day our life will be free, you know. Mm-hmm. And... I have freedom in my life, but at the same time, I don't think you can have complete freedom within this world as it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that preachy? <laughs> sounded more observational. <laughs> you weren't telling somebody what to do, I think. Yeah. We got philosophical with that? Yeah. yeah. Was this, so, uh, so when you say this is about the real guy, like, was the, um, is he within what you want to say about him. Uh, I don't know him myself. But, um, it's all good things. Like it, Okay, yeah. So yeah. He, he's not like a, a, a cautionary tale. Like <clears throat> he's, he's like a... 
No, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're asking that to clarify. He's... So my impression of him, I don't know if you know who Dave Van Ronk is, but he's old, folky Greenwich Village guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy um, that movie was based on. Um, yeah, yeah, Inside yeah, Lewin yeah. Davis. Yeah. That's a great movie. I'm talking about, of course, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Van Ronk Kenobi. But yeah, I mean, he... So, like, I don't know. And his, his demeanor was... He has such a sweet demeanor. And... Um, it's more I, kind of a conversation to him, and it's more. You're talking about the commissioner, Mr. Yeah. Commissioner. Yeah, it's, it's it, less about him and more just yeah. Like, it's not inspired. It's by not him. about. Yeah. He's he's like I'm 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 laying on the couch and he's behind the desk with his listening to all my problems, mm. you know. <laughs> and I'm I'm it's more of like I'm pleading to him, like, yeah. hey, do you see what we pay attention to and, mm. and the fallacies here and. Let me get all of my cynicism out. Yeah. You know, just, you know, I'm, you know. You're telling him about. He's my therapist. About the problems of society. <laughs> he's not one of the problems of society. He's the guy you're tell, talking to about. Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. You, you yeah. sum that up better. Okay. Sum that better. <laughs> now you say what I just said. They'll get it. Musically, that song was really cool because, like, some songs. I mean, I grew up singing harmony when I was like three, you know. My dad would put me to bed and sing songs with me and he'd sing harmony and then one night I was like, Dad, let's switch. And he's like, okay. (laughs) So I just started singing harmony. It came really, really naturally to me. But still, sometimes a song, you you have to think like, I don't want to put harmony with every single note of this song. But this song, Mr. Commissioner, the way the melody and the progression works, it was like... Yeah, we can straight up fully harmonize this whole song. So it's right. almost like there are two melodies. Two leads, yeah. Instead of yeah. a harmony and a melody, which I think is really cool. Definitely the best harmony is a counter melody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that is I mean, that is a testament to Lauren's ears <laughs> and just I mean, her understanding as a pianist of chord structure and approaching harmony from that mm-hmm. angle of how am I voicing my chord right. on my instrument? It doesn't have to just be the note above every right. Oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah. I definitely think in chords as a pianist and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not parallel movement can just be... Um, there is parallel movement, but it's not only that. <laughs> right, exactly. In the room upstairs you search to find The book to bind Forgotten all the words but it will remind The truth unkind When the boy was born he was a privileged one A man-made son Love the word of God, but never had no fun. The man made son, the man made son went out after dark, spread the word of the Lord. Father 
took the boy, made him ash his face and learn his place. Time to be a man, he says to him. We all have sin. Target now, his sweaty brow. The boy stood up, he denied to defy what was right in his mind. given name and I proclaim I quit the work of God and I'm a chimney sweep I drink my mead the chimney sweep he keeps the truth of the gospel in his heart brand of mead called Aloysius Beam. <laughs> it does sound like Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the mead version. Um, well, I uh, I could go real far back with this one, but I won't. I'll keep it decently present. Um, I loved Mary Poppins as a child. <laughs> uh, we... Uh, we were getting a wood stove put in here. It's we heat our home with the stove, and I had called a chimney sweep company to come up and uh, inspect. You know, before I started tearing down walls and things, there was an old fireplace there, and this guy comes up, <clears throat> and um, he was a, a couple years older than me. I mean, he wasn't maybe a few years older than me. He wasn't. He was decently young, and. Um, I don't know if all chimney sweeps are like this, but he was uber professional. I mean, like, you just loved it because he was just like, howdy do, I'm here to inspect your chimney. And just like, it was like an act, but it was so yeah. cool. I mean, I, I dug yeah. it. But again, love Mary Poppins. Right. And um, so he did his he did his thing and, you know, I, of course, just from sheer interest, I'm like like watching him and paying attention. And he shows me pictures that he takes of the the chimney and all this stuff. And um, you know, we just kind of talked for a couple hours that he was here, or whatever. 
And uh, he sort of told me some things about himself, and he uh, he used to be a, a minister, I think like a Methodist or Presbyterian or something. And uh, and I was, you know, I thought, how did you get like you, you were a minister, like ordained, you know? And he, uh, in so many words, he just told me he was just tired of it, and you know, he he needed something more mundane in a sense, hmm. and. Um, you know, he told me some other things about that transition from minister to chimney sweep. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, we talked about classical music, and he said he liked uh, Shostakovich. I think it was Shostakovich or Stravinsky. I don't know. It was, it was one of those two. And uh, um, uh, I told him I liked Schubert myself. It was more of a romantic. And, um, <laughs> But he had this big beard. I mean, there's just the whole aura of this guy and the story. And he told me how to make homemade mead, and he makes homemade mead all the time. You know, just pour honey and water, and it turns into something. <laughs> and uh, so, naturally, he left, and I, without his permission, wrote a song about him. <laughs> the kicker was... Oh, that's his real name, then? No. That's the oh. kicker, is that his name... Like my own, is was just wonderfully generic, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like it was just... I'm not going to tell you his name because it will probably be your name. That's right. <laughs> I was telling this story one time. Tyler just wrote his name on a piece of paper and showed it to me. And winked. Oh, you were telling... Yeah, you oh, were like... Yeah. His name was like Keith or something. And of course, this guy's like, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said a name and the, yeah. there was a guy that was like... That's my name. I thought I was, like, I thought I was special. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, um, <laughs> Lauren's grandfather used to say... What is it he used to say? Hold the hold the phone, Loitius, or something like that. I have no idea. Oh, wow. We, t- we should have talked about <laughs> he this He knows before. what your grandfather used to say more yeah, than you Yeah, I guess. Eustace or something. Like, it was like a... Just like a colloquial thing to say like hold hold the phone Eustace or something like that yeah I remember Granny talking about that or so it's so like like who shot John or something like that yeah uh, and um, so the name that her grandfather said wasn't Aloysius but it was a funny name and then I mm-hmm. thought that's that's kind of too funny and so I was like Aloysius you know and, and that I love the idea of language and rhythm working together yeah and Sort of that Mr. Commissioner, yeah. like, uh, you know, if I have a phrase, I immediately think, how does it work rhythmically? Mm-hmm. Because that's how that's how it should be. You know, yeah. I think it's, I've learned that I, I shouldn't force a phrase into a meter or into a certain number of beats or what have you, because it's our, it, if you just pay attention to it, this is our Sunday afternoon right here. What is it? It's is motorcycles. It. They're oh, coming okay. for us. Right. <laughs> Hopefully it's just one this time. Yeah. That's not Aloysius, I hope. <laughs> but um, I think a, a word or a phrase can tell you kind of what meter it should be in, basically. Mm. And um, Aloysius. And maybe that's more than one, you know, but anyway. I. It does have that, uh, that sound of, a, like it could be a real name. Uh, I mean, it is a real name. Al- yeah, Aloysius is a real name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but kind of like um, very, very uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and sort of old. 
Yeah. And um, except there might be a family where there's eight people named Alice. <laughs> yes, and, that and family you know, does exist. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it captures the the character though, who's kind of quirky and old fashioned, mm-hmm. even though he's young. Yeah. And so the last name naturally had to be monosyllabic, you know, right. Aloysius Beam. Yeah, just and so. Kind of, almost has like a um, like a snare drum rhythm to it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, then I just sort of built the story around what he had told me, you know. And uh, I always, you know, Tyler tells these stories, and I'm like, so this is a cautionary tale that if you're interesting enough or strange enough, you will maybe be in a song. Right. So keep coming to see us, and if some things yeah. sound stranger yeah, than fiction, you know. <laughs> they try to make an impression on us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Treat him nice, or he'll write a bad song. Yeah. Right. Right. The beautiful part, I guess, the last thing I'll say about that song. To me, the beautiful part of that is that here's a man whose story some could um, look at and think, oh, well, that, you know, that's too bad. He was a, he was a spiritual man, and now he's just, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but that wasn't the end of the story. The end of the story was he's still a spiritual man. Yeah. He's still what he was in his roots. Um, the chimney sweep, he keeps the truth of the gospel in his heart. You know, mm-hmm. and so that to me, and that's what he told me. You know, that to me was the special part of his story was that he didn't abandon what he had believed in or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He maintained that. More from Songs of the Folk in just a few moments. I want to thank them for being on the show, and also just another reminder: they were formerly known as Swamp Rabbit Railroad, now known as Songs of the Folk. So if you have any old Swamp Rabbit Railroad t-shirts laying around or anything like that, it's going to be worth a lot of money, so hang on to it. Make sure to follow the podcast. Just search for WNC Original Music wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Eh, I wouldn't bother with Twitter. Uh, Also, YouTube. Got a YouTube channel going. Uh, Adding more to that every day. Every week. Not every day. Mainly make sure to go and support the musicians that are on the podcast. Uh, Go see them live when you can. Make sure to follow them on social media so you can find out where they're playing live next. Go to their Bandcamp or Reverb Nation pages or their own web pages and download and buy their music. And I always like to recommend to people that they just contact the musician. Send them a note. Let them know how much you like what they're doing. Let them know if you see them live. Give them some feedback later. Uh, if you download something they, that you like or you hear something here, uh, feel free to contact them and let them know that you enjoy what they're doing. Hello, this is Brian Wagner from Vagabond Crow, and you're listening to WNC Original Music. <laughs> <laughs> Fall my way to 30, and now I'm 33. I've spent far too much time trying to be free. I'm tired from too much thinking, and I'm tired from being wrong. I said, God, what should I do? He said, just sing the song. Ooh, it's a young. Man's game. 
make me feel so young You've been holding up the ladder I've been tearing down the rungs I'm tired from being sorry And I need you to forgive You can ask the Lord to show you how He'll say he already did Ooh, it's a young man's game Ooh, it's a young man's game You made me swear an oath to you That I wouldn't do it again But it seems that I can't promise That I won't Stumbling. I'm tired from too much drinking and I'm tired from too much sin. I said, God, can you help me? He said, Boy, I already did. Ooh, it's a young man's game. Ooh, it's a personal songs <laughs> yeah that one is directly pretty deeply personal next <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, tell you what, let me ask you I'll, we'll come back to that if you want to unless you don't want to it, but yeah. I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions in case you do that is your answer is two person um, but I mean you guys do a lot of singing in the car like you do harmonizing when you're driving down the road and stuff oh yeah yeah we actually um, I've it was an effort that I've only done once to like do Instagram stories of like us adding harmony to like old Hank Williams and Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I love the Hank Williams tunes are awesome to yeah. sing harmony. Right. And like, if I had one wish from a genie, it would be that I could sing chords uh-huh. because like <laughs> throat singing, I just want to sing two notes at one time and hear all three parts. So I love when we get in the car and like, pedal yeah. Voice. yeah, I don't think it'd be the same. Oh, you know, it just um, doesn't count. Uh, that reminds me of, like people. There are people who play like 
wind instruments sometimes who will blow and sing a harmony like with their harmonica yeah. or trumpet or saxophone. Flute, is, flute nice. is, I think, one of the more common ones because <laughs> you can hear both at the same time. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. <laughs> um, and what about your musical training? Well, it's extensive. <laughs> yeah. I started, uh, my dad's a musician. My grandmother was a piano teacher. My mom's side, I've, I come from a very musical background. And um, my dad's a music minister in a church, so I grew up always around music. And he started me in piano lessons when I was three. And I took Suzuki piano learning by ear. That's my cat Steinway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, He's like, I, I, I taught you a few things. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've sung my whole life, and I've been a pianist and took piano lessons forever. Always loved it. I studied piano in college, got a degree in it, got it went got my master's in piano, and then got out and taught and worked and I've played, and there have been times in my life when I've primarily been a pianist and haven't really sung. And then um, nowadays we both teach music, so I teach piano and I still play freelance piano jobs when I can, but it's really, really fun. I used to play piano with us, but logistically it was just a lot easier not to, mm -hmm. and we realized less is more with our setup. And um, so, um, and also for me, because I'm classically trained piano, when I'm at the piano, I'm kind of in my own world. So when we'd get on stage, it'd be hard for me to get out of that little bubble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and remember, I have to interact with other people. So it's hard with the piano anyway, because yeah, know, unless you have one of those, you can look over. Right. So, hey, um, I think like a pianist in this situation, because you know I play the kick drum and the shaker, and I think my my harmon my harmony is informed as a pianist you know and um but i've sung my whole life and so it's really i love to collaborate with another musician and to sing harmony it's like my favorite thing i'd rather do that than sing a solo any day so i love getting to do that in this situation and just collaborate i'm a collaborative musician mm -hmm. i think that's where i'm best so I really love being that role. Do you guys want to say the name of the place that you give lessons? Sure. Yeah. So we teach. You like you're gonna to try to say it at the same <laughs> together. <time>. One, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> Which one is gonna live together? We give lessons in Hendersonville at the Music Academy of Western North Carolina. <laughs> yes, where everyone has at least a master's degree. Yeah. All right. I think, Which is, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's something to brag about. Yeah. I teach piano, and Tyler teaches guitar, harmonica, voice, mandolin, banjo. And I need more harmonica students. <laughs> so it's my favorite. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, my training, um, I've got a master's degree, and um, uh, my, um, my background before my... Um, my education there was is very different from Lauren. Um, I grew up with a very non-musical family, in the sense of people playing and singing and 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 understanding music. But I came from uh, a very 
musically appreciative family. So my parents, uh, neither one of them were musicians. My dad played a little guitar and that kind of thing. They'd sing, you know, they'd sing to us as kids. Um, but there was always music playing. There was always music on. There was just a love for music and all different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. um, and my... He had to get a couple in there. Uh, my my mom's musical tastes were very different from my dad's, so I had just all kinds of music to listen to as a kid. Um, and I guess I just developed a love for singing, and um, I would just sing constantly. I always had a Walkman, you know, and I uh, was always listening to Phil Collins and Genesis. <laughs> um and, uh, you know, I, I guess I just, you know, I was 12, 13, and I was just, I, you know, I have to learn how to play guitar. And so I got my dad's, uh, <clears throat> uh, it's just a little Yamaha, and um, taught myself, you know, chords. And, um, and I think, you know, I would have hit a ceiling, and in fact, I probably did hit a ceiling, uh, but then when, you know, uh, I had some good experiences in, in, uh, in high school singing in, in choirs and, and that kind of thing. And so um, I finally figured out, like, yeah, I need, I need, to, I need to study music. And, right. and so thank God I did because it made me so much better as a musician, just understanding things. And, and uh, so I, I feel like I went from a self-taught amateur to more of, um, you know, just a, an educated professional because of that. Um, and uh, what's funny is I've, I've always been writing songs before I really realized I was a songwriter. You know, it's just all I've always written. Um, and I always had a pretty wild imagination as a kid and I would just write about things and you know come up with a theme park that I would build one day or something like that you know and um, so then I, I just songwriting became it wasn't anything it was just yeah I, I know how to play some chords on the guitar and I'm you know I had a good time with my friends last night so I'm gonna write a song about it and you know kumbaya and there it we go like a big deal when you started. yeah it, it just sound, it felt very natural um, and, um, but yeah, definitely, um, you know, and I went, uh, worked on my doctorate for a little while and then, and then realized that I was just sick of school and, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding arrogant, but here goes. <laughs> I felt like I wasn't learning much anymore. Hmm. And, um. I felt like, you I know, it was going to be so much worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need more than everybody in the world. In the world. I'll put it together. Yeah. I, you know, it was like, um, you know, I, I already know this theory or, or, you know, I already know about Schenker and, uh, you know, if I want to really delve into Schenkerian analysis, then I'll get the textbook and I'll do it. I don't need mm -hmm. somebody to necessarily teach me this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember I took, we, we were in Athens. I was at UGA, um, well, I'll leave that out. <laughs> the other part is is that I we we would have been 
in so much student loan debt. Oh yeah. And yeah. I just well, we we didn't want to do that. And um, yeah, I think the desire was to play music. We'd we'd rather be musicians <laughs> than study music mm-hmm. for years and years and years. <clears throat> we had already done that pretty extensively it's like let's just go be musicians yeah. in the world we have we can always go back and do this another time right you can figure out you know you've learned here yeah and you can go out and see do we need to learn more or right can we mm-hmm. learn it on our own with the book or mm-hmm. you know experience and that sort of thing yeah um anything else to say about young man's game <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well you know um i won't dive into you know you folks can listen to the lyrics um i had this idea you know you hear people say um oh yeah you know you're only such and such you know age is it's just a number it's all about how you feel and um you know you fooled us on yes <laughs> I'm, uh, for people that don't know i'm a uh, four foot eight, seventy year old Asian woman. Who <laughs> <laughs> only oh, looks twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Dude, that pad thai was too spicy. It lowered your voice right. down a couple of notches. Yeah. You had a cold. <laughs> wow, that was that's the rumor I'm trying to spread. I'm gonna tell four foot eight, seventy year old Asian woman. Yeah. All right. There, yeah, there was a rumor about Mr. Commissioner being like 90 or something. I don't think it's a rumor. It's on Facebook, so it's true. Well, anyway. he's doing good. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought, you know, I've been through some uh, shit. Can I say shit? Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> There's the, the edited version. Yeah, yeah. In my life, and, uh, you know, I recently just turned 31. I know, you know, um, you know, uh, I've been through some things, and so I thought, you know, maybe the, the opposite of that idea is true as well sometimes for some people that you could be fairly young, uh, you could be young, and, and yet maybe given circumstances or situations, you, you just feel old mm-hmm. in the sense of like weighted, you know, and, and maybe weighed down, burdened in a sense. Um, so that was kind of the the idea with that song, and it was really just... Uh, that song was purely, uh, you know, journalistic. You know, it was, it was a diary song. It was, I'm frustrated and, and yeah. just let me get it out. And, you know, and it turned out to be a pretty decent song that we liked. So I guess we kept it, <laughs> you know. And um, uh, I got a little Paul Simon influence in that one. You know, one of my favorite songs of all time is... Uh, Oh man, I'm gonna forget it. Duncan, is it Duncan? No, it's um. I was 21 years when I wrote this song. Yeah. 22 now, but I won't be for long. Like that. The leaves that are green. Leaves that are green. green. Right. Yeah, and like, um. I was 21 years. You know, you get the 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 play on words there. Yeah. And um. So I thought it'd be kind of funny to, you know, fun to do the same thing, you know, um, fought my way to 30, now I'm, I'm 33, and build a rhyme off of that, you know, and uh, I guess when I reach 33, I'll change it again, change it to 34, and <laughs> looking for so, so much never, more. Song that never sleeps. Yeah. 
Oh man, I'm wrestling because I'm never sleep, so I'm gonna write it down. Yeah, that's it though. That's a little lame. I'm not. <laughs> it's, yeah. We'll see. I'll one see thing I one thing I observe in songwriters is I think a lot of songwriters have a muse word, you know, mm-hmm. like um, that shows up a lot, and I think Chris Thiele uses the word hallelujah a lot, and uh, Joy Williams. She has a son named Miles, and a lot of her songs have the word Miles. Like, notably, I think she has a song named Miles. But I think Tyler's word is free. That, hmm. that word shows up. I've noticed a lot. Maybe this kind of angsty way. But personally, I think that's his muse word. <laughs> hmm. You're really even, analyzing me now. You didn't even know that. Yeah, is that the first time you... Probably. <laughs> And he's never going to put another song. <laughs> no, I can't do that here. The next song will be titled Free. <laughs> Straight up. Free, free, free. And I'm free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's another one. There's uh, Tom Petty. He uses the word lucky a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he does a cameo in oh. King of the Hill in the last season, and his character's oh. name is Lucky. Oh. I'm cool. like, it's like one of my little. Yeah. We're big King of the Hill fans. I noticed. Little, I noticed. Little Easter egg there. For yeah. <laughs> When I come back, I'll be a hero, baby When I come back, I'll be your loving man When I come back, you'll need a hero, baby But I don't know if I can be one then Every day that I'm alive, my Oh, 
favorites that Tyler's ever written. Again, inspired by a true, a real person. Yeah, this is a special song for us, I think. Um, and hopefully it has been. We've seen it, you know, as we've performed it. It's people I have a lot to say about this one, but um, yeah, so we both teach and I had uh um, I'll still teach him. Um, grandfather was, was getting, uh, he was paying for his grandson to take guitar lessons. And so, um, there were a few weeks that the kid couldn't come to lessons. And, uh, so the grandfather was like, Hey, you know, could I bring my old guitar and sit in and you just teach me a few mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. get my money's worth? And just, <laughs> sure. And so, um, we did, we, we had a few lessons and, he brought in this this old um, classical like nylon string and had this beautiful floral pattern around the sound hole. Just some sort of Brazilian. Uh, I have no idea, but it was old. I mean, it mm-hmm. was beat up, and I was I, you know, just asked him if I could play it, and it just played immaculately. And I asked, I told him if he ever wanted to sell it. <laughs> but anyway, edit that out. Oh, okay. I don't want anybody getting ideas. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so that guitar led me to ask him, "Where did where did you get this?" And so he subsequently told me um, his story, which was he was a naval commander um, during Vietnam, before and after. But you know, Vietnam being sort of the big conflict that he was involved in, and. Um, you know, he just kind of opened up to me and told me about his experiences and stuff. And he was somewhere uh, stationed outside of South America or something and uh, got the, you know, picked the guitar up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was ignorant to how big of a deal being a naval commander is. Like the commander 
of a ship that big. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, or at least the one that that uh, that he was. And um, so he yeah, he was he was one of the ships that was uh, stationed off the coast there, of Vietnam, and did heavy bombing and and uh, that was kind of all he told me about the war. He left it at that, and then um, he. Um, he actually talked a lot, mostly about coming back home to the U.S. after Vietnam was over, or whenever his his tour was up, or whatever. And man, he told me some stories, and um, you know, I'm sure he's he's just one of, of thousands of stories, right? But I mean, he told me he he hadn't been home in in years, and he finally gets to come home and. Uh, they they fly into one airport. There's so many protesters. He can't. They can't get out mm. of the plane. So they have to fly somewhere else. They have to get refueled and fly somewhere else. And uh, they sit on the plane for hours. And they finally get off when they're walking through the the tarmac or whatever it is you call it. Um, these people were were laid down face down on their bellies and made the soldiers walk over their backs just to humiliate them. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I don't know his, you know, he kind of told me how things set with him and, and, uh, how he was affected when he got back home and, you know, how it, just the war and the, and the, and the protests and the circumstances and the politics just affected him. And of course, hundreds and thousands of others and, and, you know, still do today for, for soldiers, men and women. Yeah. And, um, It just made me think, you know, man, you know, he he wasn't even like, you know, the being over there is what affected him the most. It was what happened coming right. back home. And uh, so I just took that idea and um, kind of built this song out of it. And um, um, yeah, I think. It's, you know, whether it be post-traumatic stress or, or um, just uh, trouble reconnecting with society here or um, uh, just uh, relationship stress, you know, that happens if a, if a soldier leaves and, and, mm-hmm. and then comes back. I guess this song is sort of built out of this idea of a relationship and... Um, so, um, you know, it was the idea that, you know, when I was gone, I was the man in charge, you know, I was the hero, so to speak, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know, and when I got back here, I don't know if I can be a hero for you, yeah. um, because of what's going on up, up, you know, in my head or my heart or, um, around me, you know, I'm struggling now when I get, when I'm come back and, um. So it was really cool, though, how this song shaped musically because I had this riff, you know, this old bum dum dum da 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 bum bum And I was singing it, and I think, Lauren, like you, what happened? It was like he had two songs. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And we had to figure out how to put them together. And so, I, I had yeah yeah, 
you had the different parts and uh we had to figure out how to put them together so that was a really cool collaborative that doesn't always happen but and so having the juxtaposition of his voice his perspective and then flipping to her voice and her perspective on the other end of the relationship mm-hmm. um it kind of has this haunting, like, ghostly feel to it in a way, which yeah. is fun to sing. <laughs> but there's a hope within that within that song. You know? Yeah. Uh, or at least I think there is. Yeah. We find, I think that's the song that people relate with or respond to the most that we do live. You feel uh, people kind of, like, if you're doing it live, um, do people seem to understand what the song's about? We usually introduce that one briefly before we play it just to give context. And yeah, I think otherwise the story, you know, it's, it's language that's not explicitly clear. Just enough information so they know what to listen for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've had people, yeah, my husband fought in Vietnam and that, that just, you know, it, and the thing that I like is that it's like, well, if you're if you if you are in the military now or have been during the last decade or you know, um, you hopefully that song can still I don't think help is the right word, but just resonate with Connect, yeah. with it's with that relevant. generation as well. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a Vietnam veteran that yeah. that that connects with that song. That is an intro because. Okay, that's it for part two of Songs of the Folk, formerly Swamp Rabbit Railroad. Make sure to go and follow them on social media and be on the lookout for their new single coming out on October 18th. That's a Friday. We'll let you know about it here, I'm sure. And I don't think I mentioned it before, but it's the studio version of The Man in the Arcade, which you've heard here. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing. But mainly make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher or iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. I will say that Google Podcasts takes about a week for new episodes to come out. Nothing personal Google Podcasts. That's just how it goes. So uh, if you have another option and you want to hear the podcast early, that's the way to do it is to go to one of those other places. Don't forget, if you want to hear extended versions of the podcast, go to RadioHaver.com every Wednesday, 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also listen to RadioHaver.com at other times when the podcast is not on. They have other really good stuff there. Some stuff from some other uh, local Western North Carolina podcasts, but also a lot of music from all around the world. If you have any questions or comments uh, that you want to keep personal, feel free to email the podcast at WNCOriginalMusic. Not too personal, though, because I'm not the only one who checks that email. Thanks for listening and have a good week. I forgot the name of my band. Is that?